the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. They finally decide to, to go with a lawyer and then they turn their problem over to the lawyer and then they have no idea what's, what's going on while the case is being worked. And, and so that's something that I try very hard to do is, is keep in communication with the clients. Run your law firm the right way. The right way. This is the Maximum Liar Podcast. Maximum Liar Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. I'm Jim Hacking. And I'm Tyson Mutrix. What's up, Jimmy? Oh, Tyson, I haven't done this for a while. I'm recording live from uh, an airport. I'm in Los Angeles on my way back. Marwan and I came out for an asylum case yesterday that went about four hours. Very cool. I, I think it's funny. So you texted me this morning was, well, I'm at the airport at LAX. I just thought it was funny. You had to put in the airport that you were actually at because I think it was like a humble brag. You wanted to let me know that you were in Los Angeles for some reason. So I just think it's funny. But I always enjoy okay. the episodes where you are in the back, when like the, the, the airport speakers in the background announcing flights. I think it adds a, a bit of charm to our episodes. Nice. All right. So let's, I know that you've got, you're waiting for a flight. So let's, let's get this thing going. So our guest today is Robert Van Bolen, and he is a divorce lawyer out of Houston, Texas. And from what I can tell, and Robert, you're going to talk about this uh, a little bit, but um, it looks like you target your target market are professionals that are in that are getting divorces. And I I really like your website. Your website's really cool. It's very informative. And so we'll talk a little bit more about that. But but Robert, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. Good morning, guys. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Tyson. Robert, I know from your website, which I agree is, is awesome, that, that you sort of became a lawyer later in life. Talk to us a little bit about your career before law school and then and then after law school. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I started law school at 45, and uh, we could probably eat a whole episode up if we talk about everything I did before then. But um, immediately prior, I was an insurance adjuster. I did catastrophe work. So I was an independent adjuster traveled the nation and handled stuff like hurricanes, hailstorms, tornadoes, freeze events across the country. Reached a point where I kind of thought I had a pin hit a pinnacle in that and I wanted to go further and law was the, the, the most obvious option. So I turned in an application to several law schools and the first one that took me was St. Mary's in San Antonio, Texas. 
Very cool. So, so Robert, it's really interesting. So I was an insurance adjuster for State Farm Insurance. And, um, I, I dealt. I was in the fire on the fire side, and so I dealt with a lot of the cat tapes. So it seems like you had a really hectic job. But what I thought was really cool was is that it, being a an insurance adjuster isn't much different than actually being a lawyer. You're taking a set of facts, applying it to a policy or a set of laws, and so it's it's very very similar. So. I want to get your opinion on how do you do you feel like being an adjuster helped you as a lawyer or has it hurt you as a lawyer? What, what's your what are your thoughts on that? From my background, it definitely helped me. You know, I was a mechanic before that, and um, I guess I needed the, the the little extra polish that came from being an adjuster, the extra knowledge. Like you say, how how to apply facts to a, a set of rules. That that definitely helped me understand lawyering a lot better. I feel like I, even as a new lawyer, I came into it with with a, a bit of a head start on on that. Like you said, Robert, it would seem that you would be drawn more to the personal injury or lawsuit side. How did you get into family law instead? So when I came out of law school, that was uh, what I did. I uh, I took first party cases working uh, as a plaintiff attorney, representing uh, homeowners, business owners, property owners, and suing their insurance company to get the full benefit of the policy. We did that for a few years. I liked it. I liked most of it, but all in all, it just I don't know. It it just left a, a gap in in. In, in my life, it, it left a gap in the, the way I I want to have my work fit me. It just wasn't a great fit. Um, I happen to not only be a divorced lawyer, but I've been a divorced client uh, multiple times, four to be exact. I've been uh, married and divorced four times. Ladies, if you're looking for a guy who has been divorced four times, I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> We got to clip that section for the beginning of the show. That is fantastic. <laughs> but uh, anyway, you know when you uh, when you get a practice started, I don't know how it happens, but everyone in the world with a different kind of problem calls you. When you first open a shop and start getting your name out there, you get the most bizarre different calls. Uh, I don't know if this happened to you guys when you first got going, but um, I mean you get landlord and tenants, small business, personal injury, uh, family law. And I started to get more and more family law calls. And I just decided at some point I'm going to move away from the uh, plaintiff attorney role and move into handling divorce law. So Robert, it seems like you've niched down within divorce law and you're, 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 Handling higher end clients um, is that the case? First, I don't, I don't, um, I don't want to misstate anything. And if so, how did you, how did you decide to go that route? Well, that's my goal. Um, we, we help mid career professionals find peace on the other side of divorce. Uh, it, it's our goal to, uh, my goal as, as an attorney to, to not add to the drama. Of, of the case. In fact, that's that's my tagline: divorce without drama. Um, Tyson, ask that question again. I'm kind of lost myself. 
No, sure. Yeah, no problem. So it looks like from your website that you're, what you're doing is you're targeting hiring professionals, and you're actually sort of not targeting all those other calls that all of us get about just your run-of-the-mill divorce. It seems like you're, you're targeting those hiring professionals. You know, how did you decide to go that route? You know, I prefer to help people who don't really want to go litigate a divorce. Um, I, re- I really think that most divorce litigation were, and, you know, and I don't mean the, the, the basic process of finding everything out you need to find out to sell it up. But I, I mean, the, uh, let's not take it into court and, and go have a trial over who's going to get the coffee table. Uh, we want to help reasonable people find a reasonable solution as quickly as possible. Um, frankly, people who have more assets tend to be able to pay a lawyer as opposed to most people with no assets find a hard time finding uh, a way to pay a lawyer. Gee, guys, I don't know a good way to phrase that. I think you just did phrase it very well. How do you then, once you make that decision, how do you position yourself as a professional, uh, a lawyer for professionals? You know, if you've been through my website and, and seen any of my marketing, especially on Facebook, we, you know, my statement is um, we help mid-career professionals find peace on the other side of divorce. So that, that mid-career professional is, is who we target in our, in our statement. So um, I try to target my, my advertising, my marketing to, to find that person. That doesn't necessarily mean we won't help anybody. That's just who we, we like to target and, and find and help. And somehow when that average centers around that, it starts to attract better, better cases that are a better fit for, for me. Can you talk about the things that really bothered you with your previous lawyers and the things that you really liked about your previous lawyers and sort of differentiate those and, and take away the things that, that you put into your practice that you, that, to help you out? The first big one is communication. That's got to be one of the, the number one frustrations of, of the law-consuming public is they finally decide to, to go with a lawyer, and then they turn their problem over to the lawyer, and then they have no idea what's, what's going on while the, while the case is being worked. And, and so that's something that, that I try very hard to do is, is keep in communication with the clients. Um, and it's, it can be a challenge sometimes. Sometimes there's uh, you, you've got a client who's got some, I don't know, they may have developed some more nervous issues along the way that make them difficult or time-consuming to communicate with. It's a challenge in our business to, to stop what you're doing and go communicate with that person. And sometimes you develop a fear of making that call to, to, to reach out to them and communicate for fear that, they're going to tie you up, and you uh, you're not going to you're just going to eat a bunch of time and not move their case forward based on what happened. And uh, um, it's a kind of fear we all need to learn how to to stare in the face and make that call and stay in communication with those clients. So I'd say that's the the big number one thing that I I try to to bring to the table. Well, I think having gone through divorce uh, several times that. If I were you, I would be using that in my marketing. I think Tyson raises a good question that, you know, you can talk about what you learned as a client. And, and I, I've been involved in litigation, so I know what it's like to be a client. 
I think that's something that really resonates with people. And I think you could even do something like one, one video or story about each of your experiences with a lawyer or going through the process. I think that would be something that would be something that people would find very relatable to. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And that's, that's a project that's been in the back of my mind. And here's the, 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 you know, dead in the eyes reason that I haven't tackled it is because of personal shame over that issue. I mean, uh, this is about as much of a uh, public exposure of, the, of that past that I've ever made. I don't talk about it because I have, uh, frankly, I've got some shame over that issue. I understand that. I can see that. But you know what, Robert? That made me love you so much more because you were willing to share it. I think that that's this is a great example about how sharing helps people connect to you. And if you were to have those videos, because you they're experiencing the shame, the same shame that you are, and so having that connection is going to put you far uh, far ahead of any other lawyer that you're competing with for getting that client. Because these are probably high paying clients anyways, and so building that connection would be huge. Yeah, that, that's that's an excellent idea. Jim, I want to give you kudos real quick for something that, that helped me jump over that bridge. And that was uh, at Max LawCon uh, in June in St. Louis. You stood up and you opened your heart out to that room full of people, uh, unashamed, unafraid, and just spoke. And I'll, I'll never forget that moment and that emotion I felt. And that helped me start to conquer some of, of my, um, I don't know, emotional constipation for, for being able to, ah. to to reach in and, and, and pull that out and start talking about those things. It's that moment led me to be able to start shooting some of the videos that I'm, I'm shooting, which I, you know, I want to build on and improve on, but I've been scared to shoot the videos. I totally get that. I mean, it's not like I'm running around telling my life story on YouTube either. I'm I'm shooting videos about immigration. But at the same time, I think Tyson's really right that to the extent that you can tap into that emotion that people are feeling, that'll really go a long way. So, Robert, let's dig a little bit deeper into your marketing because it is interesting. Your website seems like it just the, the colors, the styling really does seem like it's targeted towards professionals. You, it, there's a difference between other lawyer websites that I've seen. Is that something that you thought through, or did you just stumble upon that? Uh, I thought through it, but um, I did not overanalyze it. It's uh, it's a direction I was trying to go. It, uh, that's my uh, uh, third family law website. So the, the first two didn't quite do what I wanted them to do, and this one I think nails it. It captures where I want to be. Uh, um, I do need to give a little credit to the folks over at Spotlight Branding for listening to me and, and helping me capture that. And, and you know, we went through some mock-ups and, and, and drafts, and we, we finally came up with this. I think it is a very elegant website, and I also think it's also very informative. Talk to us a little bit, Robert, about your setup in the office. Like, who do you have working for you? How do you scale things, and what do you enjoy working on the most? So I'm I'm still fairly small. I've got uh, one assistant who 
Uh, she's half time to, you know, scales up a little more if she needs to. And then I've, uh, I mostly use contract assistance at this point. Um, I send out all my drafting to one of a few different either uh, paralegals or attorneys to, to actually do the drafting and for me to review and finalize. Um, if I if I get super busy and I can't cover all the, the hearings, et cetera, then I'll bring an attorney to, to help me do that. That That's the stage of growth that I'm at right now. So, Robert, where are you headed with this? Do you want to maintain the, the same size that you're at, or do you want to grow? What, what do you, where are you headed? You know, my personal goal is to build a practice that I work on but not in. I, I, I like managing it. I like building the machine. I like uh, – I particularly – particularly like overseeing the marketing aspect of it uh, much more than the than the day-to-day slug in the slug fest in the court. All right, we'll pause for a word from our sponsors. Thanks to our sponsor, Smith AI. Smith AI is a superior receptionist service for law firms trusted by many maximum lawyers, including me. At my immigration practice, the hacking law practice, Smith's friendly U.S.-based receptionists respond to potential clients in English or Spanish, screen and schedule new leads, and even take payment for our consults. The best part is that they don't just handle these conversations by phone. They also have live agents and chatbots capturing leads on our website through their chat widget. They serve as our friendly gatekeepers while my team and I work uninterrupted. We get new clients and we get work done. How awesome is that? If you're in a solo or small firm, I know you'll appreciate this. Plants start at just $70 a month for calls and $100 a month for chats. They even offer a totally free chatbot, so there's no excuse. Try Smith AI today and see for yourself why attorneys like me say Smith AI receptionists are the secret to business growth. Smith AI offers a free trial, and Maximum Lawyer listeners get an extra $100 discount with promo code MAXLAW100. That's M-A-X-L-A-W-1-0-0. Sign up and learn more at www.smith.ai. Trust me when I say don't let another day go by. Try Smith AI. We're back with family law attorney Robert Von Dolan from Houston, Texas. We're talking about his website. We're talking about his firm. And Robert, I know you have been active on Facebook. Talk to us a little bit about what your approach has been to Facebook and whether it's led to any real business. Sure. My personal Facebook page, uh, I mostly use it to just sprinkle some some humor out in the world. Uh, I post a lot of memes. I post a lot of quick one-line jokes, that sort of thing. Post a serious article every now and again, and I had been doing that with very little activity on my business Facebook page. Uh, Jay Ruang started a, um, a program, uh, Flex Firm, Jim, that I joined, and it got in the habit of being a better um a better curator, a better keeper of my business page and posting on it regularly. I've got Spotlight Branding uh, drafts some content for me, and most of that is call-to-action content, and we do call-to-action days on Tuesday and Thursday. And that'll be a, a serious post that's, that's very well branded, uh, tries to pull people back over to my website, and then on the other days, I uh, I don't have content themes, but I uh, use the other days to sprinkle that with some of the same humor that I had been 
posting on my personal page, but I, I try to keep it all family law related. So, Robert, tell us a little bit about the, the results you've had with FirmFlex. The, the main results I'm seeing from FirmFlex right now is uh, I get a few more inquiries. I, I haven't been able to track, but I'm getting a, uh, a large amount of cases from it. But my page is starting to, to grow. We went from about 1,400 likes. Um, I've been doing this for about six weeks now, and I'm at about 1,750 likes. That's 250 people who are in my ecosphere organically. I really like that. And so at that rate, I think I'm, I'm on to something. I think I'm building something good that, that will feed me in years to come. Robert, one of the things we're talking about a lot of our offices intake. When do you get involved in the in the meeting with the potential clients? When do you participate in intake? Uh, I uh, I subscribe to the uh, non-attorney intake system. So uh, once an appointment is set, I, I don't get involved with it. So I actually have a client. So once the appointment is set, uh, they come in and they meet with my assistant. We, we charge a very small uh, fee for that consultation. And if she accepts the case, then we schedule time and I sit down and I meet with the client and we actually go over their case and, and figure everything out. So, Robert, for my last question, what is it that you struggle with the most? Because you, I mean, this is, basically your second or third career. So you, you've seen quite a bit. What is, what, is, what is the thing that you struggle with the most with running your practice? Uh, at the moment, <laughs> signing new clients and cash flow. That's, that's what I'm struggling with the most right now. You know, like any small business, you just have to, to do a good job of, of tightening up the, the belt. You have to have flexible expenses. So when when you hit the a, a lean time and you're not signing up as many clients as you predicted, it helps if you can scale down. If you're not into a bunch of long-term contracts that that are going to drain your budget. That's a good point, especially with, with everything these you know, services, with the uh, software, the service things, where we've got all these monthly subscriptions. Those things can freaking eat you to death. So being able to drop those things is is, is pretty helpful. Um, all right, Robert, so I do need to wrap things up. Jimmy's at the airport. We want to let you get on with your day. Before I do, I want to remind everyone, go to the awesome Facebook group. A lot of great activity going on there. Uh, also, remember to register for MaxLawCon 2020. Um, we will have the venue announced very soon. We're super close to, to getting the contract signed on that. I think it's going to be pretty freaking awesome. Jimmy, what is your hack of the week? All right, so I've been playing around the last two weeks with a Chrome extension, and it's called Facebook Timeline Eradicator. And basically, it's a Chrome extension that allows you to pull up Facebook, but you have no news feed. It just puts an inspirational quote in where your news feed is. So it allows you to see and check on the little red circles for people that have messaged you or posted on your wall, and it allows you to draft a new Facebook post, but it doesn't suck you into that timeline. And I've, I've, I've really... Uh, I think been a lot more uh, focused by not having that seed in there all the time.
man, it's, it's kind of like checking email. You get, just get sucked into it. So that's a good one. Uh, Robert, what is your tip or hack of the week? Uh, my tip or hack of the week is shoot some video. Take your phone. Don't over-elaborate this. Do it while you're sitting in the car heading to court. Do it outside the court. Take your phone and shoot a 60-second video on, on the problem you solved that day. Perfect. Very nice. Very nice. So my tip of the week is sort of related to FernPlex, uh, but it's also related to something that my wife just did for us for the firm, and it, it did really well. We did a small costume contest for Halloween, and it got amazing results. And I mean, by contest, we gave $25 gift card. It was actually pretty cheap. Um, and, and we got a bunch of results, a lot of interaction with people. So my tip of the week is to do a contest of some sort. Um, you know, it's, it's best to be considered around something like Halloween or some other event, but it was, it got a tremendous result. So that is my tip of the week. Robert, thank you so Hi, much son. for coming on. Yes. You called it a small costume uh, contest. Is that because every costume you wear has to be size small? <laughs> you're, you're so ridiculous. You're so funny. Um, no, I, it was a small fee. A uh, little, little costume contest. Lots of kids were involved. So you can hate all you want, but it got great results. But, but anyway, Robert, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks. It's been great. Good job, Robert. We'll talk to you guys later. See you guys. Have huh. a good week. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. The Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your host and to access more content, more content. go to MaximumLawyer.com. Maximum Have a great week and catch you next time.